Welcome to the Fashion Your Passion podcast, your one-stop shop to finding your passion and living it out right now. I'm your host, Sammy Beatrice, a college student and passion coach committed to helping you, whether you're in school or working a nine-to-five, find your passion that you can do every single day and help you love your life a little bit more because of it. On this podcast, you will hear from successful guests as well as solo episodes from your host, all about tips on how to find your passion and how to implement it into your life, even when you feel you don't have enough time to. Let's get to it. Ladies and as many of you know, this podcast was just a 4 a.m. idea in preparation for a school project. Now it is a way that I get to spread my voice and help other teens create the best habits for their life. I want to hear your voice too. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's all the tools you need in the app or on their website. And my favorite part is that Anchor distributes your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can make money from your podcast too. It's everything you need. And all you have to do is go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. I can't wait to listen to your podcast. Gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited you guys decided to tune in today. This week, I have on the amazing and incredible Brooke Mencio. Brooke, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me and what an intro. (laughs) Of course, of course. So for my listeners who do not know who you are, can you just give them a little bit about who you are and what you do? Totally. So 23 years old, recently moved to New York City amid the pandemic, which is a whole nother thing. But I guess by nature, I'm a YouTuber and then I have other forms of social media, including a podcast with my best friend, Danielle Carolyn. So Instagram, all that stuff. I worked some traditional jobs and I ended up quitting my like conventional job last fall to kind of pursue all of this full time. And it's been great. So a true self-employed gal, if you will. Yeah, I think having you on the podcast is super exciting because this podcast is titled Fashion Your Passion Podcast. And I really made it as sort of a guide for a lot of high schoolers and college students to be able to figure out a way where they can bring their passions into their life while going to school or while doing a bunch of other things. I think you are such an example of that because throughout high school and throughout college, like you were jamming out these YouTube videos I've watched and so many people have watched. And so I would love if you could touch on that and sort of just talk about what the experience was like having to go to school and also managing a bunch of YouTube videos and editing and the business side of stuff. Yeah, totally. Well, I began it really out of, like you said, passion. It really was something that in the beginning, I was just a really outgoing kid or teenager at least. And I loved the concept of vlogging or not even vlogging so much as like recording myself and then editing it. So I just really fell in love with like watching YouTube videos and kind of fell into it. And then later into high school, I would say that it became more of a like, hey, if I work on this, it could really grow into something mentality. But it did start from that place of like pure passion. And it's easy, I think, once you start seeing some traction to like have some motivation. So, you know, in the beginning, I would get like two comments a day and literally like those two comments would propel me through the rest of the day. I'd be like, I'm going to keep doing it for makeup lover 101 or whatever their usernames were. Like I knew them because, you know, I didn't have many subscribers or followers back then. It was definitely interesting balancing it. I was pretty academic focused, I guess, in high school too. I wasn't like top of my class by any means. I was like, I definitely worked hard and took challenging courses and school always came first, even in college too. That's a big thing that I always kind of knew. I was like, Hey, I'm only going to get really one shot at 
living in the moment right now with school. I mean, of course, if you want to like prolong school and like figure it out later, but I just knew that I wanted to invest in kind of that area of my life and focusing on my academics. But YouTube probably came next. I also worked some jobs in high school. I worked at like a bakery and then I worked at a Italian eye shop. And then I decided like later in high school to focus more on YouTube for like time management sake because it's a lot, obviously a lot on your plate. And I was super involved in school with clubs. I think at the end of the day, you have to determine what's most important to you. You can't do it all or you can dabble in all everything, but you can't excel in everything. So I definitely had to realize that at a young age. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think it's so true because a lot of people, they tell me, they're like, I want to pursue this. Like, I just don't have the time to like finding what's most important to you. Like you said, is just so it's the easiest way to sort of figure it all out. What was sort of your experience with fitting in because you had YouTube or, you know, like trying to work your way around, like, especially in high school, like it it may be interesting to be like, Oh, like I have this YouTube channel where I do like these makeup videos. These kids like, wait, what do you do? So like, what was that experience for you? Like in high school and then going into college with all these new people? Well, high school, I think once the cat was out of the bag, everybody kind of knew. And I was definitely more insecure about it in the earlier years, but then I really started to like own my confidence with it. And I think it's all how you approach it. People are going to approach you and be like, Hey, I know you have a YouTube channel. Like you have to own it. If you're doing it because you love it, own it and be like, I love, yeah, like it's so fun. Like, haha. Okay. Versus taking the approach. Like I think in the beginning I would take a lot of like the victim approach and be like, Oh my gosh, like you found it. How'd you find it? It's so embarrassing. Oh, it's just something I do on the side, like downplaying it. But I find that once you start to like really own your life and like find that confidence, which I know it doesn't come overnight. And trust me, like there were so many years where I struggled with that. It definitely started with me just telling a small group of friends. Then it kind of expanded out. I don't think it needs to be like this huge thing that you advertise to everybody. Like everybody has projects that they work on personally and they don't need to like share. But I think it's something that you might have to expect that it's going to come naturally, especially if you're gaining popularity, like on the internet, like people are probably going to figure it out. And then in college, I kind of just right off the bat introduced myself with that. My roommate, I told her and we were in the same friend group right away. And Mm -hmm. so she kind of just spread the news and, Honestly, in college, I had a lot of people who, siblings or cousins of people who were like in my sorority would be like, oh my gosh, you're in Brooke's sorority. Like I watch your videos and they'd be like, what are you talking about? And then kind of find out that way because my channel was like gaining some popularity then too. But I was just really open with, about it. And then I never really had to worry about like reintroducing myself in college because I just kind of felt like by the point of like me being a sophomore junior, like everyone kind of knew. But it definitely is something that every time I meet a new group of people, I have to like reintroduce it and explain it. And I just feel like it's becoming so much more normalized and widely accepted, I think. Of course, the times were so different. When I was in high school eight years ago, explaining it to people, they were like, that is so creepy, bro. Like, that's weird and random. But now it's like, oh, that's so cool. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. And I think obviously it's just so different now. Like it's like expected if you see someone vlogging around now. But I think it's just so cool to hear like how you sort of like went through all of that. Cause I know for a lot of people, it's like, oh, I don't want to vlog outside of my house because I'm too afraid to or whatever. Totally. So like, what was sort of your like, what I like to call like your confidence journey? What were some of the lows that you learned from or the highs mm-hmm. you learned from? And how were you able to become the confident person you are today where you can sort of take ownership of your life? Because a big thing I talk about on the podcast is like taking ownership of your life and like you have the control over your life. So like, what was that journey like for you? Yeah, well, it's still journeying them on. I mean, I want to make that really clear that I'm no pro. I'm not out here. Like, I love every part of myself. Like, there's parts of myself that I don't love. I'm not super proud of physically and non-physically, but it is kind of what it is. I just kind of learned that once I stopped, like, beating myself up about little things or about 
the way that I acted or really like living in my overthinking world Mm -hmm. that I just was a happier person overall. So that started like at the core of just like me with my friends and like in my life. But then it really expanded out to like my body and when I experienced some weight gain in college and just started buying clothes that fit me properly. Mm -hmm. So it really has been like a journey. There's not really like one thing that I can say and not like one day that it really clicks in your head. But I think a process of it and following people that you look up to that also love their life and like love their body and love who they are. I think that's really important having those positive role models. I mean, my mom's like my biggest role model and she's always been super confident and like puts herself out there and doesn't really fear rejection or she does, but she's not outspoken about it. So I think having those positive figures in your life is really important. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I know for me, like people like you and Danielle and all those people like that, like have been part of that, especially in my high school years and stuff like that. Again, like it's just so important to have more positivity coming into your life, totally. that negativity. So basing off of that, like there's no doubt about it that you get negative reviews or negative comments or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, how have you learned to deal with that and sort of like any backlash you've gotten from certain decisions you've made because your life is so public? Yeah. Like, what has been your struggle like or your struggle or your achievements with that? Yeah. Well, I think now I'm really trying to take a more mature take on it and realize the difference between just pure hate, the comments like you're ugly, you're fat, you gain weight, like hateful words and actual things that I could work on and Mm -hmm. things that I need to maybe take accountability for or just work on. So I really try to determine that. And of course, I'm really trying to work on patience with replying to people too, because it's really easy for me to reply in an emotional state of mind. Twitter fingers, and we know that. Like, but actually, though, I'm a very emotional person. I just act quickly. But I've realized that if I sit on things for a little bit and reply level-headed, nine times out of ten, those words aren't hateful words. They're just like valid criticisms or things that I should work on. And of course, not everybody's idea of a perfect podcast isn't the same. So in the beginning, when we were getting things like your show should be more informational, and then we were getting things like you're talking about subjects you've no qualification talking about. So when it comes to things like that, like not everybody's going to agree on if it's something like that, of course, but if it's a valid criticism, like, hey, Brooke, your privilege needs a check. You're living in like this privilege bubble, which I recently, it's really embarrassing. It took me so long to kind of realize all those things. And I recognized how privileged I was through college and everything. But really recently, I was like, I'm such a privileged girl and I want to use my privilege for better. But I'm working on it basically is the point. And I think Criticism and hate is totally two different things and it's often distinguished as the same thing in your mind. But blind hate is just people who are just jealous in their own lives. You know, if people are using words of hate, which I still do get those words. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I just block, delete and move on. Yeah. It takes so much stamina to do that and like power, just like block and delete and like don't take anything to heart. And so I, I commend you for that because something that I'm starting to build up still you recently moved to New York City, which is super, yes. super exciting. Your apartment is beautiful. Thank you. Um, oh, my you know, <laughs> first of all, how happy are you that you're in New York City finally and you're living out this whole thing? So happy. So yeah, I moved to Boston for a job post-grad and then now I'm in New York. It was always like my goal to get here. I couldn't find a job here originally. So that's kind of why I didn't move here. And I looked pretty hard. It was just like really challenging but I think everything happens for a reason I really enjoyed my time in Boston and I feel like I'm going to be here for a while now so I think that year was cool to like experience a different city just knowing what I know now and it's been really fun here it's a weird time you know the pandemic of course but it's allowed me to have greater self-reflection working on myself more it's been really cool 
Yeah. Would you like change anything about your like post-grad journey or would you just keep it all the same or? I don't believe in having regrets. I try to live without those because I think Mm -hmm. they'll drive you crazy. So honestly, no, because I think that if it wasn't for all of that, I might not be exactly where I am right now. Like I know, for instance, if I did just decide to like pursue YouTube and everything like that full-time after college, I definitely wouldn't have lived where I lived in Boston. I wouldn't have lived in Boston at all. I wouldn't have met the people that I did and kind of like become this version of myself. I wouldn't have enlarged my audience or grown my audience because a lot of my followers came from work videos, videos that I did about working a full-time job. I truly believe that everybody wouldn't be like exactly where they are today had not been for their past actions. And for that, I'm happy because I'm happy currently. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes 100% sense. Yeah. I love that because I think there are people who look back in their current situation where they're so happy and they look back and they're like, oh crap, like if I had done something different there or there, then I could have been here faster. But I think personally, it's whatever happens, happens. And like the fact yeah, that- Yeah, you know, I'm like, just getting there faster. Now. You're still here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you went from college to Boston to here. A lot of people will look at it and they're like, okay, like she moved, you know, around and around, whatever. What was it like when you went to Boston for work? So like, what was it like when you decided to like let go of your quote unquote like nine to five job? Like, I know personally, but for my listeners, I think sometimes people will see young professionals like you, and they'll be like, okay, like she quit her nine to five to do this weird like YouTube thing. Like, why did she do that for? Like, she just quit it. Nothing was really wrong. So you know, you don't have to go too much into it, but like, sort of, what was the decision that you made, and sort of how did you make that in order for you to feel confident that you? but sort of move on and like continue to be successful? Well, I think I highlighted things that were wrong along the way in terms Mm -hmm. of my mental health and happiness and things of that sort. I was struggling with, you know, moving to a new city and just introducing myself into a whole new life. So I didn't really love the job. Honestly, I don't think it was for me. I don't think that path was really for me. And I just had this amazing opportunity in front of me. So I don't want everybody that was the thing when I quit my job. I didn't want to encourage other people to, you know, just quit your job. Like who cares? I do not want to encourage that at all. And I know it's kind of like a very like two-faced of me to say that as I quit my job, Mm -hmm. but I had a whole nother life essentially that I would come home after work and work on in terms of videos and podcasting. And I will say that all that free time has allowed me to really pursue more creatively. And I was able before the pandemic, of course, to get more travels in and see my family more. And now I live closer to home. So I think for me, it was the right move. I think everybody has to assess their own situation really critically. And I definitely don't encourage everybody to just be out here quitting their job. Like, I I think you have to have a solid side hustle going if you want to do that. Yeah, totally. And I think that's such a reasonable answer. And I think many people will say like, everyone says it's because of their mental health. Like, it's so true. Like, there are just certain things like people get themselves into that just not cut out for in a sense because mm-hmm. there's something bigger and better for them. And I think YouTube was the thing for you, you know, all along, Thank you. <laughs> you know, get there. Um, yeah. I want to talk about the new city life, what it's like to move to a new city, even like in college and stuff like that, because I know a lot of my listeners are college graduates, high school graduates. What was it like for you entering a new city each time? Like what had you learned from like the past Heading into Athens and heading into Boston, what was it like yeah. each time for you to sort of find friends and sort of find yourself in each area? Yeah, well, I think the moving to, so I'm from Long Island, New York, but I moved to Athens, Georgia for college. And that just really widened my worldview. I was really sheltered in my little bubble of where I thought everybody was the same. It's really easy. Like people on Long Island, I'm not going to say everyone like assimilates into one, but like the people are pretty similar. I feel like all of the guys are pretty similar. All my friends were pretty similar. 
Then I went to this new school where I met people of all different backgrounds and family situations. And it really opened my eyes to my situation and how different it was. So I think that was just like a great time. Do I see myself living in the South again anytime soon? No, but I made literally the best friends that I ever could have imagined and had a fantastic time. I love that school experience. I feel like I got a great education. And then kind of moving to Boston, I would say I kind of had an opposite experience. I had some really incredible friendships. I feel like I had a really almost like too good of an experience of college. And then in Boston, I met some people and just had some just experiences in general where I realized not everybody's on your team mm-hmm. and not everybody wants what's best for you or not everybody has the best intentions. And it mm-hmm. sucks that like things have to go down that way. And I like talk about all this pretty candidly, like on my YouTube channel, that's why I'm like pretty candid about it. Because I also try to be real and not sugarcoat things, you know, because I speak about my college experience. People are like, of course, you had a great college experience. I'm like, basic, basic. But then I had quite literally the opposite, not the opposite, because I did meet some really cool people and learned a lot about myself and grew a lot. But I feel like if it wasn't for learning about that and learning that not kind of, I hate to be like, to watch my back, but not that because not everybody has your best intentions and not everybody is on your side all the time it taught me to maybe not be so open with everybody that I made in my life. I, I'm really, I'll like go out to dinner with someone one time and like pour out my whole life story. And I've just realized that I can't be that way. And that's okay. And I think that's like part of learning and growing up and realizing who you are. And I don't know, just more about myself. I feel like I say I learned so much about myself. People are like, what do you mean by that? But it's like not just one specific thing. Yeah, I get that 100%. Because I think for me, like I moved from New York to, I mean, I'm in New York right now because of the pandemic and everything, but I moved to San Diego for college. And so I think it was so, yeah, I think it was so like, that was the same experience. Like, oh, like when I got there, I was like, A, it's not the same as the suburbs of New York and B, it's just, it's freaking a whole different state. So it's completely different. When you sort of started to realize these things, did you sort of have, you know, more anxiety about different things? You know, you were being more careful, but was it, did it impact you more heavily? And also like, how does anxiety and like anxiousness play a role in your life, you know, past and present? Yeah, I will say first and foremost, I don't suffer with anxiety. So it's, I don't, have I felt feelings of anxiety? Yes. But I like to use the word stress because I never want to use that word, play the victim card or whatever, any of that stuff. So have I felt stressed? Yes, of course. Honestly, I think that's a downfall of living alone. I've lived alone now. Like I lived alone in Boston and now I live alone again. And I think dealing with stress and like those feelings of social stress or just work stress, whatever it may be, like dealing with that alone is not healthy. But I will say like in college, when I dealt with things, I was able to, you know, talk it out with my roommates, my best friends, everybody was stones throw away. Mm-hmm. So I think that was kind of challenging and moving to a new city. And of course, FaceTime and all those things are an option. And I definitely utilize those, but it's different than like having a friend there to like sit on the couch with you. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, what are some of like the tools or like things that you do now when you're really stressed out? Like you said, like there's obviously you can FaceTime your friends or whatever. What are some of the things you do, you know, sort of like by yourself in order to like alleviate stress and work through the rest of your day? Yeah, I really try to take myself out of my own situation. I mean, I always do this. This is just like a living one half in general is to like listen to podcasts or just have outside audio going, I guess. Like, even if I'm just playing a Netflix show that I've watched a million times in the background, getting involved more in someone else's world than my own problems. I know it's like, it sounds so lame, but there's like something therapeutic about like rewatching old shows or mm-hmm. watching YouTube video or yeah, I definitely do FaceTime my friend and stuff too. But I find that even sometimes just cleaning my apartment and listening to a podcast could like help me beat a bad day. Of course, if it's not too serious. 
For sure. I love everything you say. I think I do some very similar things as well. I want to roll into the final question of this podcast. And this is a question that I ask every single guest who has ever been on the podcast. So based off the title, which is Fashion Your Passion Podcast, what is one tip that you would give dreamers based off of how you have fashioned your passion? Well, there's a few things, but I guess I'll say start now because I started at a very young age. And I think that if it wasn't for me starting then, you know, I've been really, I'm not a success story overnight. I started this channel that I'm on now when I was 13. So Mm -hmm. I think really my story is one of like, keep going at it, I guess, and growing. But that just starts at the beginning. And you might, I know everybody makes excuses. We don't have the perfect equipment. You could literally vlog on your iPhone. Mm -hmm. You could start taking pictures. If you want to be a fashion blogger, you don't have to have the dream closet. You can start with like what you have now and grow from there. And no one's perfect at the start. I mean, scroll back. Don't scroll back on my Instagram feed, but like <laughs> scroll back on other people's Instagram feeds yeah. and you'll see it truly is that way. A hundred percent. I a hundred percent agree with you. Where can people find you on social media and stuff like that? I'm at Brooke Michio on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. It's just my name, Brooke Michio. And then my podcast is called Gals and Go with Danielle Callen. We post every Wednesday. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Be sure to follow Brooke. Go tune into her and Danielle podcast it's super super amazing thank you brooke so much for coming on this has been an amazing conversation i'm so no thank you for having me of course of course those of you listening be sure to screenshot this episode post on your scrim story and let us know what you learned from this episode and i will talk to you guys next week Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I hope you learned something from this episode. And if you did, don't forget to screenshot you listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, and tag me at Fashion Your Passion podcast. I love hearing what you learned. As well, do not forget to scroll down and leave a rating and review. I love to read those too and know what you guys are thinking about the podcast. Be sure to tell all of your friends about this podcast because I want to spread this to as many teens as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.